what's going on? Where, where is what? Mr. GC? There he go. Is that hair? Is that hair? Yeah, man. Oh my god. <laughs> Come through hair. Right. I'm thinking about cutting it, so I don't know what to do. I'm like, I might cut it off, man. Lock so, it you know, up. Lock it up. I gotta do something. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta do something. So yeah, shrinkage is real though, because you should have seen it. It was like, <laughs> I had to, I had to pat it down like, like my kid and play. Pat down, man. You know, yeah, not cut it. You see these men out here struggling to grow hair. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. I mean, you know, people out here struggle. Got the struggle hair, I guess. They going over there to Turkey to get that acorn. Hey, man. You know what? <laughs> now this was before I really knew it was a thing. Um, because this was right before the pandemic. And I was over there and um in, in the Turkish airport, you looking around and you like, wow, all these dudes like got new hairlines, like, but you but it was fresh, right? So cause you could see the blood from the from the dots or whatever. So you like, ooh, yeah, they uh yeah, they struggling out here in these streets. Okay, everybody, I'm like, this must be the place like where women go, you know, how they get the, the BBLs, dudes come over here to get the hairlines. Oh, <laughs> Right. And then I, I realized that that was Turkey was the place that people go to to uh, get it done. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, makes sense now. It's a girl I follow on TikTok. She opened up an Airbnb just for like people Americans that are going over there for those types of services. Oh yeah, that's that's where the money at. The, uh, that's where the, the bread at. Yeah, the recovery house. Yep. Well, welcome, y'all. For those of you who do not know who we are, we are the Breaking Barriers Podcast. We are back this week with a new episode. I'm excited about this episode and our guests. But I will introduce my co-host for you guys who do not know who we are. I will start with the man with the hair, Mr. Adrian, a.k.a. <laughs> Mr. GC, you already knew. A.k.a. Hair McFly, baby. We all out. We out here today. We out here. <laughs> Then we got our girl over here with her little bun over here. She got a little bun going on today. My girl, Drina, a.k.a. Drina Dream. A.k.a. Drina finds out. You need to know something. She going to let you know. I promise she going to find out for you. She will. And then we have our host, always with the most going on, Miss Didi, Miss a.k.a. The core queen. A.k.a. I'm tired, child. I'm tired. My son, it's where I'm his personal Uber driver. Ooh, child. Oh, my goodness, y'all. Well, we got some stuff to talk about, so we're going to get into our trending topics so that we can get our guests in here on this show. But let's start with our NFL recap. OMG, we're in the playoffs. What y'all think? <laughs> hey, man. Let's go, Lamar. Let's go, Lamar. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm going for, whoever, whatever yeah. team he on. So y'all tell me. <laughs> yeah. The, the Ravens. Look, oh, okay. You know them daggone um, Buffalo Bills fans are so mad. They done sat there and dug that stadium out for how long? <laughs> All that snow. <laughs> oh, my God. Then it come down to the kicker. Ooh. Mm. I know. Ooh. I know he felt it. Yeah, that's that's. That's bad. So what do y'all think about, um, I guess, Dallas is sticking with their coach and, you know, they're going to ride it out again. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I don't know who gonna go there. Like, I mean, the, the the best coaches, I don't see them going there because Jerry Jones. They know what they're getting themselves into, and I don't think they really want to deal with that. No. Until he give up some of them titles, they're never going to win. They're just he not thought it win. was easy. Yeah. Oh, it's true. easy. Mm. Oh, it's easy. Well. No, you, you. so this is the funny thing. I just realized what they did. So, you know, um, of course, he acquired the team. And um, they had Herschel Walker, and they traded Herschel Walker for all them picks. They literally did the same thing that Houston did with uh, with Watson. Mm. Right, was able to kind of rebuild, get the picks. Now they, you know, Houston looking, you know, they was looking horrible last year, year before, right? right. Now you yep. got those picks. Now you starting to be able to rebuild. You got more picks coming. So it's just the beginning. And hey, possibly you can win a championship, but that's kind of what they fell into, was able to get all those young players and ended up winning the ship. And it's like, oh yeah, we can keep doing this. It's easy. Cause you gotta remember he came in 89, he got the team, and then they won in 91. <laughs> so it's like he like, yeah, I'm the man, I got this. And, right. But 30 years later, they can't even sniff nothing. <sighs> so pride. You know, yeah. but well, well oh well, you know I love it. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> but you know, y'all done y'all done fire y'all two coordinators again. As we should we didn't fire them last year. We didn't year. fire them last year, my bad. No, oh, this they got year. hired better position because they made yeah, the they got ball. better. They, yeah, you can't be mad at that. No. They uh, went on do great things, but this year he's like, Yeah, I'm getting rid of them. They had to go. If they didn't, <laughs> if they didn't fire them, they were gonna mm-hmm. ride it. They were gonna they were gonna riot. Yeah. Mm. No way. They couldn't stay. They, they couldn't stay. No, they man, they were gonna burn that stadium down. <laughs> Y'all know them, you know them fans crazy. Y'all know them fans crazy. Mm-mm. So which did y'all watch the game last night with um the Sixers game? Joel and B scored 70 points and 18 rebounds. I watched like the you know the, the end of it. I ain't cause I well I didn't know. You know how people like yo, buddy out here walking bucket tonight. You better tune in. And you know when I tuned in, I think he already had like fifty six. So right, I, I didn't you know I didn't catch all the damage. Yeah, so, that boy, that boy balling this year, man. He is balling. So I was like seventy. Sheesh. Yeah, that boy was hot. He couldn't yeah. miss. Get him, so, Joel. Get him. Mm-hmm. You see, um, you see, Milwaukee <laughs> fired their coach. Yes, I just saw that not too long ago. So <laughs> apparently, they, what they're saying, because you know, people are saying it's Giannis, but uh, apparently, is Damon Lillard's having a hard time finding his footing, you know, in the offense. And so, oh. you know, he's been struggling trying to trying to figure it out, trying to get acclimated and. They like, man, we didn't gave up too much for him, you know, him to be struggling with the coach to be trying to figure out his footing. So, yeah, the coach. Well, thirty and thirteen. <laughs> Number next. two in the East. <laughs> and next, <laughs> look, we got one more trending topic I want to touch on real quick, only because I live here close to Charlotte, and I just can't believe these fools 
had the nerve to give teachers a bonus by mistake and now they want them to pay it back. <clears throat> what? That's, that happened in another state and I forgot what, mm -hmm. like they wanted to in, in, um, in order for the teachers, if the teachers gave them money back, they were like giving them like a gift card to somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah, some trash. It was something um, crazy. Like, oh, it happened at um a Kroger's, a Kroger's grocery store in Mississippi. They gave people like an end of the year. They had never got. They were telling them, "Oh, you're gonna get a bonus," but I think they meant to put like add an extra, you know, thirteen cent to that check. But they ended up giving them like each person like thirteen thousand dollars, <laughs> and they were like, "If you don't pay it back." Like you would lose your job, and I'm like, if I work at Kroger's and y'all, I'm probably gonna find me another job and keep this thirteen thousand dollars. Yeah, that is just so ridiculous. What's up? Whoa, what up? That's so ridiculous, man. Yeah, I don't know. So they said, I think they gave them each person got twelve hundred and fifty dollars a piece, and they want their money back. So I don't know what's gonna happen, child. Yeah. Uh, we got one icebreaker before we bring our panel on. Who should win the MVP in the NFL for regular season? Who should win? <laughs> Y'all tell me. <laughs> Lamar. What? Lamar. Tell you, Drina. Yeah. Okay, Drina, wait. So what are you going for? You say, oh, that's who I'm going for. But I don't know what the rules are for picking MVP. Can anybody even MVP? You, your team just has to make it to the Super Bowl or before the Super Bowl. This is for regular season. Who played the best? Who? What's the best player of the regular season? Okay. So it don't matter what position. Mm -mm. But normally it's the quarterback just because, but it shouldn't be. It should be the best player. But Lamar Jackson, to me, is definitely hands down the best player in the regular season. To me, and the playoffs right now, so far. In my so is opinion. there an MVP for the – Season and the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. See, I'm finding out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know if there's anybody like I don't know who's the I guess I think CJ Stroud was in there for contender. Yeah. But he gonna um, get rookie. I mean, you know, he's gonna get rookie of the year. So yeah. So he's gonna get rookie of the year. Lamar gonna get MVP. You know, right. it so what it a is. So there's a panel of people who makes this decision. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a committee. Yeah, it's a committee. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Drina, we're gonna need you to do some research going into uh next move <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, oh yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yep, I agree with that. I think he's gonna get offensive player of the year. Yeah, he definitely he gonna get offensive player award. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, he did mm -hmm. his thing. Well, it's time. It's time for our panel to come on, guys. Okay. Um, I don't know. Well, since my guest was hard-headed and didn't give me um, a bio, I'll let you introduce your guests first, and then I'll introduce him. Okay, <laughs> they, they all here. Yeah, they all here. All right. Well, you ain't got no bio for him. You don't want to make it quick, quick and easy for him. You want or you want me to you want me to bully him because he's gonna be over here by himself. Do you know bio? I got bios for everybody. Okay, well I'm a, I'm gonna make up one because I do know him. 
I do know him. I know him as Sergeant Grooms. I call him Grooms. <laughs> Therion Grooms. He is currently is military in the Air Force, what we call a military instructor. He is a drill sergeant, y'all. He is a drill sergeant in the world's greatest Air Force. So he out there getting y'all children whipped into shape and getting them together. He's is a there another Air Force? Gym. No, my bad. Beast in the gym. Don't play with him. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's a girl dad. Two little girls, two beautiful little girls. He's an amazing dad. He's just an all-around great guy. Y'all, welcome grooms onto the show. Hey, welcome, <laughs> welcome. How you doing? How you doing? Don't be trying to come on here sounding all sexy now. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's from yelling all day. That's all that is. Oh, all shit. All day. Long day. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Welcome to the show. You uh, you got. You see what Woe said about you? Woe said you, you rocking that Dr. Cornelius West, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my Malcolm X. I got to represent it. So, you know. Listen, well, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you. Hey, well, you just keep rocking for all the guys that can't grow hair. How about that? <laughs> oh, my God. Don't do Woe like that. Let's see. Uh -uh. <laughs> Um, you got time? Well, hold up, my bad. I forgot. Air Force is different now. You got plenty of time, you know. No, I'm just saying it ain't it ain't what it was. You know, these kids are able to call home every day now. You know, in, in BMT. I don't know where that happened, but okay. I, yeah, all right. That's that's a rumor. That is not true. No, it's not a rumor because <laughs> my nephew was about three years in, and he was calling me all the time. It changed though. It, it it's, changed? Back, it's back to it's back to normal. Like we kind of they went old school back again. So they they seen issues how it was going. So they went kind of old school again. So it's pretty good now. Okay, that's yeah, pretty good. No, my brother, you're not bald and sexy. You're bald by because your pigments in your head fell out. So it's over. You oh, bald hair, because hair, you have no choice. I get you know if you say you sexy, I give you that, but you're not bald and sexy. Oh, you know what I'm God. saying? You're bald because you have no choice. Okay, oh, I'm gonna leave you. Go on, introduce the guest so we can get these questions in. You know, when we got two guys. <laughs> All right, right, because I, I, you know, I got three guys here, so I'm, I'm gonna start off with uh with Chris since you know he's he's been on the show, so you know I'm, I'm gonna cut cut him in half. You know, he's a he's a father of five, right? Um. Oh. Coach Bam is what we call him. You know, he he's a coach, motivational speaker, mentor, all of that, right? That's my guy. Father of five. He he just Ooh. got one daughter. He been fucking. He's gonna come on here correctly. He was in the Air Force as well, too. Um, the DD said the greatest Air Force in the world. I didn't even know it was another Air Force, but you know, uh, other country had Air Forces, Adrian. Huh? <laughs> other countries have Air Forces. You know what? I don't think they call it Air Force. That's what I'm saying. They like do. I, I worked with do. them. Yeah, when I was deployed. <laughs> they do call them Air Force. I always Force. been with grounds troops, so I okay, whatever. Anyways, but yeah. <laughs> bring bring my guy in here, man. Coach Lord, Bam. Coach Bam, you've been out there getting it in. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> 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 yeah, I was crazy. What's happening? What's going on? Coach Bam. 
Oh man, what's going on? Just chilling, you know what I'm saying? How y'all doing? Welcome back. We're good. Welcome back. For sure, for sure. How y'all doing? Good, good, good. good, good. Keeping it funky. All right, to the next good. one. We'll go to the next one. Um, next we got Eric Childress. Uh steadfast. He's been a husband. He married for 17 years. Ooh. He loved Ooh. his woman. But that boy 17 years in the game. Uh, he got two young men and a young lady, children, uh, proudly called Guppo, Mississippi home. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Another no. Mississippi native up in here. Hey, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, professional journey began in human services, where he served as a dedicated case manager and career navigator for 12 years, motivated by passion for technology, a transition to career in computer technology. Currently, an honored to be employed as a network admin assistant with the Gulfport School District. Hey, man, bring him in here. Eric, oh, oh and that's my family too, man. This is my cousin. Uh oh. Cook, what the business is? Cook, what the business is? Oh, Lord. What the business is? Don't do it like that. Hey. <laughs> welcome, Eric. Welcome, hey, welcome. On, yeah? Ooh, 17 years. Oh, Lord. I'm going to pray for you. Hey man, what's yeah, that's that's a that's a huge accomplishment. So 17 they don't make it 17 years no more. 17 minutes, you got my years. What Kukri, what you got? You got about 12 of them, don't you, Chris? Man, low key over here, man. Low key, man. Not too much spotlight, man. About 12. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, you, you don't you, make them like that no more. You in the double digits too. You you in the you in the double digits too. I'm just saying. You now, better be so, all them damn kids. Hey man, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, we we had to we had to make. I wanted to make sure we brought some people with some history, some history oh. in this thing. You feel me? Oh. So next guest, you know Ryan Roundtree. It's my guy right here. He's a career firefighter, um, full time creator, entrepreneur. Helping businesses and entrepreneurs to create, share, and monetize dope ideas, products, services, and even create courses. I told him we're gonna we're gonna get together and we're gonna talk. Uh, married 16 years. He got three kids, twin 12-year-old girls, and a nine-year-old son. Uh, hey man, this guy's striving to build, you know, generational wealth and a legacy. Hey, Ryan Roundtree. Welcome, Ryan. Welcome. You feel me? Y'all out here showing that. Listen, first of all, welcome all of y'all. Y'all are out yep. here, like really dispelling all of the BS that social media keeps spewing. So I appreciate y'all for being on this show today. Y'all welcome to the show. Now I might say some crazy appreciate shit. It. Just <laughs> here we go. So good. So good. Here we I'm go. I'm so excited. So we got our first question for you, for the panel, for the good dads. What is your definition of a good dad? We're going to start with, with Adrian's folks, <laughs> the children. Well, I mean, I'll start. Tony, hello? Can yeah, you hear me? Go ahead. All right. All right. Um, definition of a good dad. I'm going to say present. Present is my definition of a good dad. Um, I grew up in Baltimore. Um, 
Baltimore County for some people. Oh, you're from the city. But anyways, um, uh, for the most part, I, I feel like my dad was around, but he wasn't around. You know, he did a lot of uh, a lot of work and he woke up with the work early in the morning. Um, pretty much we got our stuff together, go to school, whatever. He, you know, was there in the evening when he got off of work. Um, but it was really like a lot of a lot of in passing. Um, I, I love my, my dad to death. Uh, we, we talk great now, uh, great conversations, but a lot of the conversations were more of a dictatorship, like you do this or, you know, you abide by what it says in this Bible. It was like kind of one of those things where he 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 more led with a, you know, you know, with, with that with that belt, you know. Um, and I can recall just, you know, I played sports. And he didn't he didn't show up to many games. Um, I think I was pretty good. Um, actually, you know, end up going to college to play football and everything. Um, but it was one of those things where, like, wishing that he was at a lot more events. I know he had he had to work. He had things he had to take care of. But um, just to be be there would I felt I feel like would have played a much um would have been a lot more in enriching for me growing up uh and he did he did a lot of encouraging stuff you know when he was when he was around uh but it's nothing like you know being at the games and having that that support system that's there um no you know that you have your your one person cheerleading squad if 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 no one else um and i know that's one thing that i'm intentional about uh, with my kids, um, and I know Adrian went through my my bio, and it says, you know, I'm actually I'm currently a career firefighter, but I'm transitioning to being a full time entrepreneur. And I know entrepreneurship is very um, time consuming, you know, especially in the beginning. Um, but what I plan to do is incorporate them in a lot of stuff that I'm doing. But I want to make sure that they know that I'm there. I'm at I'm. Make, I'm the one that's going to the track meets. I'm the one that's going to the practices. I'm the one that's being the cheerleader. I'm the one that's making sure that they know that they have that that love and support system in anything that they have going on. Um, so there's there's no question. So if I can sum it up in one word, I would say a good dad is one that's present. Who want to jump in there next? I'll go ahead. So for sure, I'll... Uh... I agree with my brother about just uh, being present. Uh, also, I'll just add in for myself just the biblical principles. Being able, I know, like my brother said, his, his father was was that way, but upholding those, but not so much so in a uh, where it's just straight dictatorship, but uh, just being open and and showing them, trying to get them an opportunity to to uh, explore with themselves and to to kind of make decisions and just put. Pretty much putting a mirror on their face um, to let them decide on how things are going to go for them so they can understand. My thing is I would rather them learn early some of these hard lessons mm -hmm. than later. So they're kind of uh, putting the ball in their court a lot. Um, but also, like you know, I said, for being present, but also I, one of my things is just being invested um, as far as what, what the child is, what, what, their, what, what their wants are. Uh, you know, as far as not pushing them towards what you want them to do, but them growing in what they want to do. So, you know, being present, but also being invested. 
whether it's something like, you know, uh, I think say somebody's a girl dad, has two girls or three girls. I don't know which brother that is, but um, you see, okay. So I don't know if it's any of his young ladies may be into like gymnastics or cheer, but some, you know, you see some of those fathers that do those things, those routines with them. But then you have some fathers that's, that will say they're too, too manly, <clears throat> excuse me, too manly to do some of those uh, so called feminine things like cheer or whatever to go through a routine with their child. But being invested to that point to where you can uh, not have an ego in in uh, in your parenting, and then also being a uh, last thing, just being willing to to learn, being open to understand that as parents, we, I mean, there's not a, like, I guess there are books on these things, but it's really not a book that you can follow. So being open to be able to learn from your kids, from your children, and, and seeing their things from their perspective, their point of view, because it's definitely a different uh time and age and far as some of the things that they have to uh, contend against versus what we had to contend against. All right, Therian, what you got? What's your definition? <clears throat> I think it changes often, but uh, since my girls are a lot older, um, now they're, they're teenagers, for me, it's more of accountability, um, teaching them accountability uh, for their actions. And just setting up, setting them up for success as they become adults. I think a lot of times as fathers or as, as parents, uh, we tend to try to be our kids' friends or we want them to like us. So I try to remind my girls all the time, I'm not here to be a friend. I'm here to uh, take care of you and show you the right way so that when you become an adult, whether I'm here or not, you can successfully um, fit for yourself. A uh, great example for that for me, my oldest, she's really smart. So she has like a 4.6 GPA highest grade point average in her in her grade um but she plays basketball but she's not good at it uh she doesn't give the effort and the time and the hard work that she puts into it so i told her straight up i was like i'm not coming to your games and she said why i was like because you're not putting hard effort in it and um her response is that she enjoys it and she has fun so i told her i was like all right so people on your team wants to win um and just because you're having fun, you're having an impact on the people that you're playing with. Um, so you need to have hard work and show that effort and show that passion. And then I will come and show that effort for you too as well. Um, I think a lot of times kids these days, um, they want a lot. And as parents, we didn't have a lot growing up. So we try to give them everything that they want. So the thing I preach to my kids all the time, hey, it's the right thing and what you want aligns with what you need. If it doesn't align, then it's not right. Um, so for me right now that they're getting older and how the world's going, it's more about accountability for me, being accountable for their actions. It's, whether it's good or bad, it can be a good thing or a bad thing too. Coach Bam, the one with the most kids. How? What, what's your definition? <laughs> uh, um, uh, I think I think everybody. I mean, all all these gentlemen have. Uh, I mean, uh, great perspectives. I think uh, for me, number one thing is transparency. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm really honest with my kids. I have a 22-year-old and a six-year-old. So I got all ranges, you know? So um, I think I think the, the most important thing you can do with your children is just be honest with them. You know what I'm saying? So, cause um, uh, I've been present with my kids, but I've also been, it's been times where I've had to go away, you know, for business purposes and do certain things that I had to do. And, it was, and I had to be upfront with them and let them know exactly what I was doing and what my time frame was and what the plan was. So I think that's the number one thing. And also, you know, with coaching kids, it's the same thing. Uh, they need to know the plan, what we doing, what's the goal, 
and um, just move forward from there. So I think, you know, uh, short but sweet, just be honest with, uh, you know, with your children. I think that's the number one thing is uh, be an open book with them. I think that'll have them respect you a lot more than if you walk around like, you know, you kind of like holier than now, like you never made a mistake. Kind of share them your share with them your experiences, what you've been through, and why you you know why you teaching them the message that you're teaching them. Um, those are really good definitions because we had a, a panel on here a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. And um, one of the guys on the show said that he was a great dad, and uh, the reason why he was a, well, I'm not gonna say the reason why he he said out of his mouth that he sees his son every Wednesday and every other week. So he was a great dad. And, and we just couldn't understand because his initial comments about having this new child so late in life, he was like 50 something. I think the child was like six. And his, his response was he had older children and he wanted to spend, he wanted to do over because he was in the military when he had his older children and he wanted to spend time with this new kid. And we just couldn't understand how, you created this child and claim that you're this great dad and you're really not present in this kid's life. So that's why we wanted to ask this question about your definition of a good dad. And I know it's different for everybody, but to intentionally have a kid and then still not be present to me is not the definition of a good dad, a good parent, period. But that's just mine. So thank y'all for being present for your children. Got to be. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Coach Bam, that one caught me off guard. That that ooh, child. What caught you off guard? What part? You see the comment? He said 22 and 6. God damn. <laughs> I ain't even see that. Nah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I got a 20, I got uh, I have four sons and one daughter. So I got a 22-year-old son and a six-year-old son. And my daughter is 11. So uh, all my kids are heavily, you know, I'm heavily involved with all of them, you know, all, you know, all generations and, you know, and they friends too. So I got a whole community, you know what I mean? My daughter, she just had a game the other day and she scored 30 points and the score was 36 to four. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, like, like, you know, and, and, and she knows about the LSU Angel Reese's, the, you know, Flaugé Johnson's, you know, I teach her about, you know what I'm saying? Black excellence and, and who she is and, and she can do anything that she wants to do. You understand what I'm saying? But she she's very competitive because she's the only girl. Mm. So when she goes up against some of these girls out there on the court, they don't understand what's going on. But she she's been fighting for my attention for a long time. You understand what I'm saying? And she's showing it, you know. So yeah, I'm proud of her. So I'm I'm not I'm not you're not gonna be braggadocious, but you know it. You know, it's one of the things I'm proud of. You know. Brag on um, okay, so there was, uh, I think it was a video that went around. Um, I think it was a female talking about women making it hard for men to see their children and all that good stuff and saying that most, a lot of these men are, are at their wit's end and they are going to just be like, F these kids. Is there anything or anyone that could keep you from being an active present dad? No. No. Go ahead, Ryan. Absolutely not. Um, I know that uh, even, you know, I, you know, this is a bit, I would say TMI, but, you know, from time to time, you know, you just, I would say entertain the thought or, and I won't say entertain the thought, but, you know, we often sometimes like, if, if this was not to work out, I couldn't do this with anybody, you know, like I'm, I'm on my own, I'm single, like 
straight up and down. But as far as the kids, like I'm, I want them. Like you know, send them, send them with me. Like I, I want to be, you know, who they see in the morning. Who you know, who they you know they come to after school. Like they're telling was telling me what's going on. So it was like we can't split up. Like I, I want them around. I, you know, so if 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 this is gonna be you know gonna come down to us having to battle out in court. I want my kids, you know what I mean? I, I really want, I want that, that, that place in their life. So I, I don't, I, I really don't understand how, like you said, the, the guy talking about, you know, he want to start over with this one, like, no, nah, you need to do, you need to do well by the ones that you got. Like, I'm sure they, they, they gonna have these, these stories about you. When yeah. they get older, like, yeah, you're a great dad to this 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 baby and, and maybe and that's a maybe you know what i mean like um you're like oh let me get another another do-over nah you you don't <laughs> you done with the do-over son like get the ones that you got like do well by them and you know help them to you know cultivate their gifts help them to grow into being you know great human beings like i want to be there to, to actually help to, to to cultivate those things so i really don't understand how people see it as though uh yeah once once every once every two weeks like and then the, this whole thing about even uh you know child support like you know like look out for your kids like you know even if it's not a matter of like you know yeah i know you know some of the females be trying to get money but like make sure that you're looking out for your kids if if you don't have you know them you know full-time or um yeah so i like I said, I want my kids, you know. I can't what do you, it. Which, I can't do else? it. I'm just saying. I couldn't do it. I don't, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how you, oh, yeah, I'm a, I, I can't see my kids during the week. Only every other weekend, one day during the week. Like, what? Like, <laughs> nah. Like we we made this child together. Like I'm not, I'm not seeing my kids every other weekend and once during the week. Like uh. I want to come and get them and 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 take them and come eat dinner with me. And you ain't doing nothing. That's what I'm doing. Like I don't know. And maybe maybe it's easy for me to say that because I'm not in that situation, right? You know, because I'm, I'm married and my kids live right here with me, but. We're going to have to work this out. So <laughs> this is one thing, you know, kind of like what he said, even if you entertain it, I got two houses in the same neighborhood. If me and you split up, you taking one of them, I'm taking the other one until them kids turn 18. That's just what it is. We're going to live right around the corner from each other. I don't care what you do, but I'm going to be right here seeing my kids grow up. Ain't no way. What? No, nah, I'm picking them up, too. I'm dropping them off, too. Nah. Nah, we're not playing that game. I don't know how people sign up for that. I'm not signing up for that. What you got, Therian? Oh, you on mute. We can't hear you. Uh-oh, what you do to your stuff? You done, You went out and came back in. Now we can't hear you. Uh -uh. You probably got to go out and come back in. You put earbuds in, yeah. It it probably muted it.
He'll just have to configure that in his uh in his settings. Yeah, just log out and come back, come back in. Um, anybody else got anything else on this topic? Because uh I know I know a lot of men who don't have the means to fight, so they kind of give up. Um, and I wish they wouldn't. I wish they would like figure out a way, I don't know, to ask family members for money. I don't know, figure it out because I just can't think of any reason to not fight for your kids get legal like legal aid or something like that i don't know but I, I believe it ultimately uh depends on like the relationship you have with the mother that's that that's, that's always going to be the case so no matter how much money you got no matter how much you got this that and the third you think doesn't go that way it has to be you know you and the other parent you and the mom got to be on the same page you know what i'm saying for it to work if you guys have any type of separation or anything going on like that that's just what i think based on my experience dealing with the people that I know that have dealt with those type of situations. It has to be some kind of co-presented relationship between you and the mom. If not, that's when a whole lot of other people get involved and it kind of can get messy, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. 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 There are a lot of bitter women out here for no reason. They're just bitter. Mm. But I, I tell men, a lot of men that I've dealt with or who I've known have dealt with this, like those women don't have that much power. You're allowing them to have that power. Like you do have a say so, you just gotta push the envelope. You gotta go to court. Like you just gotta do it. You gotta fight. Some people or some guys, I will say, don't want to do it because they don't want to put the child through through that legal fight, and they feel like eventually the child will understand that you know come <laughs> around because they wanted to be with the child and you know and just kind of wait till the child is of age to kind of now. But I mean. You know, what that's fighting that's uphill battle because she's going to be telling it, you know, the child all types of stuff bad about you. So, yeah. Well, what, what legal fight would they be trying to save the child from? Because I've been through it with my son's dad initially when we first started. It was bad. But my child wasn't involved in it at all. Didi, somebody else going to have to chime in on that one. Like I said, that's not my life. So I don't. I mean, basically what people say is like, you know, going in and out of court, you know, paying the lawyer fees to the doctor fees, you know, taking away food out the out the child mouth. It's like, look, I just give you everything that you want. And then hopefully the child will grow up and want to build a relationship with me. I'm going to roll the dice. You know, you got some guys that don't believe in going to, you know, to court, police, whatever, for nothing. Some people just walk away. You know, you still got them kind of guys that still built like that. Like, man, I ain't even gonna deal with it. I'm just gonna go on, on and I mean, as you see it in a lot of cases, especially in our community, they just start a whole new family. They'll just go somewhere else and you know what I'm saying? You know, oh. that, you know, you see it a lot. You see that one kid, he the oldest of the family, but he don't know the dad. The dad started a whole new family. Oh, yep. You know, with right. another chick, got three, four kids with the same girl, but it's that one kid he ain't seen his whole life. You know what I'm saying? You see it a lot, mm -hmm. especially in our communities. That's mm -hmm. tough. Yeah, I, I mean, I know people like that. They moved on, you know, had kids previously, moved on, and a great father to their other kids. Great father, but first kid, don't see him, don't talk to him, don't do nothing. That's terrible. Poor kid. And they live right across town. So they they growing up, and that's that's that tough part. And they growing up seeing you uh -huh. being a great father to them other kids. Yep. Man. Yeah, that's terrible. So speaking of fighting, have any of you had, well, y'all married, so Therian, you're not married. 
So have you had, have you had the fight at all to be a part of your kids' life? You we still can't hear you. No. Did you log like I need you to leave out of the studio completely and then come back in? Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I wanted to hear his story because I know he has one about fighting for his girls. So I'll, I'll say this while, while you're waiting on him to come back. It's just as far as um uh, with I, I have a uh I guess a co-worker. Uh, and one thing that has is kind of deterring him is just dealing with the system of having to uh go back and forth to court and Unfortunately for him, I don't know the, the whole uh, things, but he feels like because he had a, a woman attorney and also a woman judge, they're just giving him a runaround. So he's two years in to going back and forth to court. And then his court dates keep getting changed, getting pushed back. Um, so I know for him, I you know a recent conversation with him, he he feels like he needs to quit and, and give up because he's at wit's end. Like he don't know what to do to the point where his daughter is even being threatened by his, uh, by her sister. Like, but but all this being overlooked and he can't get custody of his daughter and that's two years and he's like what do i do you know does it take something bad to happen before he can get his child so i think also some of these systems some of these uh when you do go to the court mm -hmm. route is not necessarily favorable for a man can y'all hear me now yes all right there you go there yeah i definitely want you to chime in on these on this right. part uh, yeah, so for me, I am a single dad, and I do have uh, both my daughters, and I do uh, agree with everyone. Uh, it, it did take a lot for me to get to the point where I was at. Um, it takes a lot of uh, resiliency. Uh, it's a headache, too, as well, but um, I think it's a choice at the end of the day. I know when I got the phone call that I need to, to kind of, like, step up, and when I took um accountability and stepped up to the plate i was actually deployed in afghanistan and then i started doing all my court stuff by myself without a lawyer i did my own research um and that's how i got to the point where i am today so i think it's all about like I, that's why i tell about my girls it's all about accountability and effort at the end of the day um so it was a long process but um i've been doing it um for my by myself for already 10 years by myself so um, it was a struggle. I had to learn a lot. You know, go on YouTube, learn how to do hair, all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> it was a struggle, but I got to where I was at uh, just for giving that effort. So I do agree with all the gentlemen and the kings on here. It's all about effort at the end of the day. Um, well, I told y'all he's pretty awesome. <laughs> okay, guys. So. So far, since you all are dads, what has been the best part of being a dad so far? Uh, well, the best part for me is is seeing is seeing a you know is seeing your child grow into a young adult. So I got a twenty two year old, and I think seeing him coming to his own. And remember when I was twenty two, and I had already served like five years in the Air Force, you know living all over the world and for him you know he, he's in the army he's already uh did his time and got out but trying to find himself living in north carolina you know dating the whole thing having an apartment you know dealing with real life i think i think that's uh that's i think that's the blessing in, in, in being a father seeing them grow into you know young adulthood and and actually coming to you for advice and asking you real questions about you know real life stuff you know what i'm saying oh yeah that's rewarding And what a, what about your yeah. other guys? 
I I, I agree with that. Yo, just the the growth, the maturity, um, you know, seeing them overcome some things, you know, persevere through some things. Uh, I have my oldest has been my first one graduating this year, and just seeing like the young man that he's become. Uh, some of your teachers from when you're younger, you know, seeing those things not going vain, how they stay close, they hold fast to your teachings, you know, um, outside of the house when they're around other people. <clears throat> so just seeing that character in them and the, and the uh, that drive and dedication, uh, you know, that, that's definitely a, uh, very rewarding uh, as a parent because you can get frustrated. Uh, sometimes they're like, man, they're not getting it. But when you see that they're really getting it, the older they get, uh, that, that's definitely a, a great reward. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's pretty, that's pretty standard. I think that's, that's, that's it, you know, just watching them grow, watching them, uh, especially like, for instance, one of my daughters runs track and, you know, she took a liking to track. I mean, I suggested it and, and to see how she started and it was like, you know, she was, she was trash. I mean, she couldn't, you know, she was, you know, couldn't, I mean, she was slow. Like she run hard, heavy, and just to see her to, you know, develop into, you know, actually doing well in these, these events that, you know, at first were kind of discouraged her. And, but when she, she found her to find her own groove and to find, you know, her event and to actually, she's actually a, um, She's considered an All-American. She actually placed in the Junior Olympics past two years. Um, and, you know, and she just wants to do more. Like, she's taking on, like, wanting to be that. And she has she has more drive than I had, you know, and, and that, that may come from, from her mother. I was more naturally talented. And but to see her combine the two mm-hmm. and to put in the work, I mean, without me asking, like, you know, and like, she's like, oh, I'm about to go. Can I get on treadmill? I'm like, oh, you don't got to ask me. Just go ahead. Like, do what you do. What you do. Go and, you know, get mamba mode. I ain't, I ain't, ain't going to trip off of that. So, or she'll ask me, you know, can we go to the track and do this? Like, you know, just impromptu or like, yeah, let's, let's, let's get it. That's, if that's what you want to do. Let me know how serious you want to be. I'm, I'm going to be there to help push you to that next level. So, yeah, just just to see see the development, to see the drive, and to see the the eagerness to want to grow and to to get better um, at things that I enjoy. So, Bones, uh, I think it's just I just I look at it as an investment. So. Um, like pretty much everybody said, it was a struggle at first, but uh, I think like even like with the stock market, you put a lot into it and you don't really see what uh, comes out of it until the end. So knowing that you put all that work and you finally see the fruits of your labor actually uh, come to reality is, is amazing for me. Um, specifically the things that you teach them that they don't get at first and you're wow. like, you do this right. I told you this a thousand times. <laughs> And then when they, you know, turn 15, year, 15 years old and they start getting it, and not only do they get it, but they communicate the same things to their friends for them, for, uh, for them to be better too. So I think that's the part I like about it the most is the information you give them, they start to disperse it amongst their friends, and now their friends are becoming better people as well. And then their friends are telling their parents. So now not only are you getting, you seeing it for yourself, but you see other parents. Um, you, you get to see how much um, 
how much effort you put into them by the compliments that other parents say. So nobody wants that kid like that goes to a family or friend house and nobody want to watch him. So <laughs> uh, when everybody wants to be around your kid or they're like, oh, she's well behaved. She's so respectful. Mm-hmm. The teachers and the principal. So for me, that's the good. That's the best part of it. I don't, I don't think we realize how hard we work as fathers until other people let us know how well of a job they were doing. Mm-hmm. Cause it's hard for us to give credit for ourselves. Um, so that's, that's for me. I like to hear it from other people. Absolutely. What about you, Adrian? Um, for me, I, I think that is when I see my kids mimicking me, right? <laughs> because for me, if they walking like me, talking like me, that means they look up to me and mm-hmm. I'm doing something that they like, right? Um, I mean, of course, I love to see their progression as well, too. And, you know, that makes me extremely proud. But it's just that extra oomph when, you know, they walk in and talking like me and you're like, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely me, you know? <laughs> uh, clearly, they like something that they're seeing and that they want to be like and they're mimicking. So that's, yeah, that's what I take pride in seeing as well. I want to add one thing. I'll say this too about the uh, parenting side. That, uh, that those are the highlights. But it's it's really and truly like when you're loving your child, when they're making decisions that you necessarily you don't necessarily agree with. So that's another part of parenting. Like when they start making decisions, you like that don't make no sense to me. But if they call you, you still got to be on that line and be you know got their back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Child, yes, mm-hmm. and do not get easier as they get older. <laughs> Exactly. It gets harder. <laughs> yeah. Well, Trina, you're not a dad, but what's the best yeah. part of your mom journey? <laughs> um, I think so kind of what everybody else said, like the progression and everything, but seeing them do like random acts of kindness to like go out of their way to help other people. Um, because it shows me that I I did something right by instilling that in them. And then also when you get the messages from like teachers and everything, you know, saying how good of a student that that they are, when other people see what you've poured into them. Because you think, you know, when your kids are around you, running around the house, acting crazy, you know, you're not thinking about how they're acting out. Um, I'm just like, I hope my kids aren't acting like this at school. And then to get that reassurance that they are being, you know, well-behaved out in public and helping people. Uh, I think that's probably mine. Okay. I think for me, um, just knowing that, I think one of the biggest successes and knowing that you're a good parent is when your kids tell you you're a good parent. And having a grown child that wants to be around you is the, uh, to me is the biggest success for me. My daughter is like craving to be around me or she can't wait to come home. She can't wait to visit me. She's 27 years old and she loves to be with me. So that to me is like the biggest, like, oh, I must have did it right because she doesn't hate me. So yeah. I think that's the biggest success for me. That and whenever they're like, my mom, like if you, they tell you about what their friends have going on and they'd be like, my mom would never do that. Or my dad would never do that. <laughs> like, yeah. To let other people know, like, mm, I don't know what you got going over there at your house, but we don't do that over here. Yeah. Having kids that want to hang with you, you might be doing something right. Yeah. So, fellas, how did your experience or lack thereof with your father inspire you to be the dad that you are today? 
Anybody can jump in. I don't want to. Whoever's ready. I feel like, you know, uh, me not having a father was the blueprint. You know, um, you understand? My, my dad wasn't there at all. You know what I mean? Um, I did have someone that stepped up you know, as a stepfather, but, you know, it was old school. It was like, hey, I'm going to pay the bills. I'm watching the game. You know, I, I, need my, I need my beer and I'm chilling. It ain't no, I'm not out there at the park throwing the ball. We're not doing none of that. You understand what I'm saying? I'm paying the bills and that's about it. You know what I mean? I'm watching the game, get out of here. You understand what I'm saying? But he took care of us, you know what I'm saying? You know, in, in the financial way. But um, I, I think that uh, me not having my dad was my blueprint. I, I knew that when I had a child that I was going to be all in, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's a real commitment. Like these other brothers on here saying, like, it's just, it's, it's a commitment like no other because you have to deal with a lot. And people don't understand that. Like you have to, you have to tolerate a lot. You have to go through a lot, and and it's not always gonna be peaches and cream. It may look good, but it's a lot that you have to deal with. It's a lot of different emotions. It's a lot of different things that you have to. A lot of different barriers you got to break down to be a great father. So I think um, me not having my father in my life, my biological father, I would say, was the blueprint for me to 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 kind of know that I always wanted to stick with my kids no matter what. You know. Yeah. yeah. So I agree, agree with that. But I'd say, well, for myself, also the same thing. My, uh, I had a stepdad, but it was a little later. Uh, biological father, even though I would go to the to the house visit or whatever, but I think just, uh, you know, they'll be around, but they weren't really interested in the things that I was interested in. So they would try to bring me into their world, but never was interested in my world. So like showing up to games, going to the, you no, know, being involved in, without heavily in the sports young so being involved practicing with me doing anything like that so uh i think that kind of shaped me uh and, and just gave me gave me the drive you know as, as a father uh to be kind of the, the way i am now because it's, it's like this i knew what i was missing I, and i felt the the emptiness of not having a a, a male or a father that was there that should really be involved you know it was one that i had a, a a figure to look at but nobody that really just showed me and was involved, interested in what I was interested in. So that's why, I'm like now, that's why I said earlier, just it's, you know, whatever that their their interest is, like, like I don't matter what it is. Hey, I'm we're gonna dive into that thing together. And I might have not have any experience in it, but we're gonna figure something out. And there's too many, you know, too many resources. So it's just, you know, try to you know help them and see them. But that's that's definitely been my drive, uh, in, in my fatherhood. Oh. Interesting. So for for me, um, my my father is I wouldn't say he's he raised me, but when I turned uh, when I became a teenager, I actually uh, moved with my dad. It was just like Boys in the Hood. It played out literally just like. <laughs> um, so for me, I learned a lot because I realized a lot of things about him. Uh, he was always cool, uh, cool, calm, and collected, kind of like the Tony Dungy, and he was like a neat freak. So uh, me moving with him, I was like, oh what. Why are you so neat like a woman? And he was like, hey, no man, no woman want no man that's dirty. Um, so he taught me a lot. He didn't really have to say a lot, but he taught me a lot just by observing him. And I think he put so much pressure on myself for being such a good father that um, I had no choice but to always step up to the plate and do what I had to do. So um, for me specifically, uh, my dad being around in my later years, like that has projected me to where I'm at today. Um, his roles always look. You're not gonna be working at Target, Walmart. Either you taking your ass to college or you going to the military. So, and now I'm 17 years in so far. I ain't feel like going to college. So, um, 
his rules was simple um and it, and it really got it really got me to where i'm at today so um like i don't really have an excuse not to be a great father like i've, I've mm-hmm. had everything laid out for me to be a great one so i commend y'all for the um, the hurdles that y'all overcame but mine was a lot different i had no choice if i failed to being a father i would have no excuses at all so mm. it's wow. crazy it's crazy um i can remember be growing growing up i was i was jealous of people that talk good about their father like i was jealous of that um i had a i had a father that just that was there but wasn't there if that makes sense like I don't, and and sometimes I wonder what's worse, Uh having a father that don't pay attention to you and you see him all the time, or he not being there at all and you don't see him. Um, We just never had a, have had a good relationship ever. Um, You know, he never showed me nothing to where, you know, that that helped me become a man. Um, And when I had kids, I just wanted to be different. I wanted to be for my kids what I wanted my father to be for me. I feel like it's that simple. I I, I get so angry when guys say, "Ain't nobody show me." Hell, ain't nobody show me either. <laughs> right. But I'm here, right? We here. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not an excuse. Uh-uh. Excuse because no one gave me the game. Nobody showed me the game. But you knew what it felt like when you was all alone as a child, or when you looking at the window waiting for somebody to show up that never would. Right. Show the show up. Right. Show up. That's that's the first step. Everything else to come. You know what I'm saying? But just showing up is there. And so with me not having that type of relationship, I said, when I have kids, I want that. I'm going to work hard for that. I'm going to show up. I'm going to pick my kids up. I'm going to their games, events. I'm taking them places like my kids will never never have to beg me for my damn time uh, and i can remember begging my father to spend time with him begging like bro like what's up no I, yeah we're gonna hang out nah never show up he, uh, he he had other things and other priorities and that's what was more important to him and so you know for me i said nah i'm i'm never gonna do it and i and it's hard because my kids are such mama's boys that like I'm fighting for their attention, you know what I'm saying? Like I I I am fighting to to to, to be a part of their life because they running behind their mama. They're like hey, daddy, you cool? Like you all right? But mama here now, you know what I'm saying? Like we could be kicking, and chilling. As soon as mama come in the door, pop some good on you, bro. But I got a girl down there that love me to death. But but you know what I'm saying? But them boys, man, they, they such mama's boys that. I have to fight for it and I'm going to continue to fight for it. Right. Because that's what I'm supposed to do. I made them. I got to continue to be a part of their life and help raise them to the men that I need them to be. Hey, that's good, bro. And, and, and one thing, one, one, one last thing I'm going to add is that like, uh, I think a lot of parents uh, don't understand that it's your job to fight to be in your kid's life, not your kid to fight to be in their life. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, even the times where I've been separated from my kids because I'm out of town working, doing whatever, I still make a concentrated effort to like call them, text them, even though, like Adrian was just saying, they may not even respond every time. 
They may be in the living room chilling with mama, watching Netflix. You're like, well, you ain't called me all day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, need a, I need a holler at you. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you still got to do it. You got to get out of your feelings and be a parent. And uh, they'll never forget it. You understand what I'm saying? They'll never forget it. Nope. Nope. What we got next? Um, yeah, I, th I think it's interesting to see how you guys are stepping up who didn't have dads. Because it's like, how do you even know how to do this? I guess it's like, well, I don't want my kids to feel what I felt. So I get I'm not, the, a lot of the guys that I know now who didn't have dads are really good dads. They're like really good dads. So shout out to y'all. Big ups to y'all. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And Adrian, you made a comment. You said you don't know if it's worse to have a dad there and he like is not present or mm -hmm. to have to not have a dad at all. And I struggled with that with my daughter. Because I didn't know how to navigate that with her. Because I didn't have my dad at all. I didn't meet until I was 19. But her dad was in and out. So it was like her getting her heart broken over and over and over. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Because I, I don't know what to tell her. Because I didn't know my dad at all until I was 19. And that's, that's why I say that. Because, you know, some people look at it like, oh, well, you see your daddy. And I'm like, but I can't even get his time. Like, yeah, I know where, I know where he you know, live, I, you know, I know he's here. He comes home. Like my dad literally slept at the house. Like that's it. When I was growing up, all he did was sleep. So once he woke up, he was finna eat and he was finna go out. Even if he didn't have to go to work, he was finna be out the house. Like he wasn't there. He wasn't present. And so, and you're like, Oh, you know, you want to, you want to throw, can you pitch, you know, can we, can we go outside and throw? And it's like, it'd be begging begging for him to throw at me be begging him to take me to the gym it would like no he'd be like nah well i'm not taking i'm not taking you like i'm not taking you to work i'm not doing none of that like i and you just have to figure it out so you just you just realize like yo you're no one that i can i can lean on uh, for support so i just got to keep continue to figure it out you know what i'm saying and what it does it just really it really tailors the relationship now. Um, I think he, he's different now, but I'm sorry. I, I just can't. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm going to be honest. When I had my kids, I couldn't talk to them, like, like on a serious note, once I started having kids, because I'm looking at my kids and I'm looking at him like, Nigga, you ain't shit. Like, I just, that's that's how I look at it because I could never look at my kids and be like, nah, I'm good. I'm cool on y'all. I could never right. do that. And so to go through that, you it's like you protect that inner child because it's it's there's nothing that you can really tell me. And hey, he might have been going through life, whatever, right? I you know, I give that grace, but as far as like being a close relationship there's nothing that I could do as far as being in a close relationship. We're cool. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm not going to call. I'm mm. not going to be like, how you doing? Right. They let me know what's going on. Um, it's health, not the best, but I don't mm. even know how to feel about it. Um. 
Hey, well, hey, I, 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 I'll say this to you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, um, just you, you just got to, you know, you got to consider like whatever situation it was. You know, you got to you got to forgive him, man. I'm, and I'm saying that, you know, I'm not trying to be no holy than out type dude. But like, I know I've seen a lot of different experiences. And uh, my dad, honestly, if he was in Walmart, I wouldn't know who he was. You feel me? So I think it's important that even if he didn't do everything you thought he should, that, you know, what I'm saying, you know, you just got to give people, a, you know, that, that, that shadow of doubt. I don't know if you ever had a conversation with him or know his side of the story or why he was acting the way he was acting. I just know for me personally, you know, even though I was in my kids like they whole life, it's, it's still probably some that they may have, you know, inside of them with me, even though I was in the house with them every day, you know, because nobody is perfect. No matter, you know, we all sit up on here as, as parents, but our kids are coming up with some. I promise you, you'd be like, I was there every day. Yep. And they'll be like, well, you didn't. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. But you, yeah, talk, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, I know. And, and, I feel you. So you, you I, know what I'm saying? I've forgiven him. I've forgiven him. I just, yeah. it's, like I said, we cool. Like, you know, right, we right. cordial. We'll talk. But I mean, just like that, that closeness. I just, I don't see that. You know what I'm saying? But like, if we in the same, like, we'll chop it up. We'll laugh. Yuck, yuck. But like, once we out of the same room, it's like, I talk to you when I see you in the same room again. Right, right. You see what right. I'm saying? There's yeah. no, oh, let me let me holler at Pop, see what he up to. Or, uh, you know, yeah, nah, it's it's probably going to be another six, seven months before we talk again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish. But I ain't mad at him. He yeah. gave it to me without giving it to me. Right, right. I wish. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you from my perspective, because, you know, my dad passed away um, a few years ago. And I was just grateful that I did forgive him and that I was at the hospital for that entire year before he died. I was feeding him. I was there making sure he was good. I was calling the hospital, checking on him. I was literally getting on the plane to fly to him to make sure he was good. So I was just grateful that I was able to soften my heart to go up because I don't know why he wasn't there. I never even asked because I didn't really care. I just knew that he needed me at that moment. So I just went and did it because as a mom now, like I, it's like you said, there's certain things that you don't realize that you're doing to your kids. My daughter had a conversation with me that broke my heart. And I didn't realize that I was doing stuff to her, being in the military, being away from her. I'm thinking she's acting a certain way because her dad's not there. Not knowing that as a kid, you can't even calculate why my mom's not there either. Cause I'm deployed, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And she don't feel like I love her. She, like all these other things that I'm, I'm doing too. And I don't know I'm doing it. So just having that grace for other people, it'll it'll humble you a little bit when your kids come back and tell you that you did something to them and you didn't even know you did it. So I found that grace and I, I made sure I was in there feeding my dad as much as I could before he passed away. Yeah. And when you have multiple kids, it, it's 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 it'll be it'll be somebody that that, that that'll be displeased with, how, with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So so you gotta think about that too. Unless you just raising one kid, just just be yeah. ready. Be ready, because, you know, whatever you did for this one, you might not have did for that one. Even though you did in your eyes, mm -hmm. they'll come to you with a scenario that'll blow your mind. And you'll be like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what? That's you hard. know, but, but it's just a part That's of parenting. Hard. And you just, you know, like you were just saying, you got to extend yourself that grace. And you know what I'm saying? You got to do the same for your father. Like, extend that grace and be like, man, I don't know what, I don't know why you was acting like that. But maybe you could just talk to him and really get inside. And I, you don't know. Cause you you really never know everything as a child. You think you're seeing everything, 
but it's a lot of stuff that especially men i'm gonna say from a man's perspective a male a male's perspective you know we, we hold a lot of stuff in yes. you know what i mean and it's you know and you wonder why you know papa was gone early you know what i'm saying because he's holding all this stuff in you don't know what he's holding in that your grandma you know you, you just don't know so i just think that you know as men this is good this is a great platform that y'all created for us to communicate because a lot of times we don't even talk to each other about what we're going through right you know and that's honestly like that's honestly what i can say that i learned as far as being a parent and even i'll say my experience with my dad and sometimes feeling like the lack thereof um but being but knowing that one that even though i have i have four brothers like we all have different parents like and 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 being a parent now and realizing that i parent one kid differently than i parent another one based on their what they do like their the way that they respond and like so layla can never say that you know oh you know you did the same thing me and olivia have a completely different relationship because mm -hmm. she responds differently like she acts differently like her all her mannerisms are different so i can't i can't it's not a one a one size fits all for the kids and same thing with with like you said you don't know what with what the with hit what his experience was and i think the main thing that i got from from all of this as far as being a parent is communication um figuring out how to communicate and i think that's one thing that neither one of my parents really knew how to do mm. well at least to us or didn't want to um was to communicate communicate effectively like being clear on what's what or okay this is these are the boundaries or these um yeah just just being able to clearly just communicate like just your feelings like that's i, I, I don't I don't i don't really remember giving my dad a lot of hugs or you know with even even like even with my mom, like now, like it's crazy. My mom comes up and my, my kids think it's funny. My my wife, you know, it thinks it's funny as well. Like I'll, I'll kiss and hug on my mom and, you know, make it, I'll make it, I'll make it awkward now. You know what I mean? And the same thing for them, you know, make it, make it normal to, to, to give hugs and kisses and kind of to, to give and receive love. I think that that was what was missing. A house full of boys. It was no girls in my mom, you know what I mean? So it was just one of those things where like we gotta be hard or we gotta, you know, um we just we just we gotta play sports, we gotta, you know, we gotta we we can't be soft. Like it was one of those things where like all this hugging, you know, is as a joking is a joking thing where you know, oh man, you soft, oh man, you know, you ain't really supposed to have feelings for these girls, you know. So it was it was rough, but I think communicating is the biggest thing um that i've gotten from this and like i said my dad was there sometimes it felt like he wasn't there but i i have have countless amount of you know memories and countless amount of um stories countless amount of lessons that i've learned from him and i can honestly say that everything boils down to communication effective <laughs> communication always mom dad brother sister cousin talk about it like i don't know i don't know what's going on in your head and if you don't tell me what's going on in your head i'll never know and then like oh now you weren't you weren't there like i was there like i was the only one chair like well when i looked up you was i went to the bathroom real quick like i don't mean i don't know what to tell you but you know <laughs> to clearly communicate what's going on and let them know that you're going to be there but also just 
over communicating. Over communicating is is what I can say. Fatherhood has has, has taught me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that the communication part is like new for our generation. Like as being parents, because when we were kids, it was we just stay in the child's place. Hey, like, tell us no, nothing. No <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't all nothing. Yeah, like, it was, not at all. They could be having a horrible day. They could be having the best day of their life. We ain't gonna know because as soon as you be like, why are you so happy? You need to mind your business. Why are you worry about grown folks mm-hmm. like? So mm-hmm. I'm happy now, like about the communication thing, because I mean, you couldn't be in a, a room full of grown folks. You just having a good time because they're in there laughing. As soon as they notice you and that, you need to get out of here and go with the kids. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing it's I still try like to be conscious. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I try to be conscious. I try to be conscious about, you know, when you're having a good day or a bad day, right? It, you know, because I feel like growing up, if your parents had a bad day and you do something, they was going to take it out on you. Like any little thing you did, they was going to take it out on you. And you like, I don't know about y'all, but I can remember. I'm like, man, I got whooped for stuff that I'm like, I shouldn't have got a whooping for. And then I didn't get a whooping for stuff that I thought I probably should have got a whooping for. And, you know, I, you know, looking at it hindsight now is like they was in a good mood or they was in a bad mood. You know what I'm saying? And they brought it home. And I, I was just the icing on the cake that tipped them off that day and so yeah i got a whooping um and so i try to be conscious of okay if i had a bad day i'm making sure that you know my kids doing everyday kid stuff right and i'm just not aggravated because i'm bringing it in the house and so now i'm upset or i'm mad because of the day that i've had so i'm kind of taking it out on them when they just doing normal kid stuff you know what I'm saying? Yes, Lord. Ooh, child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, um, why do you guys think that dad gets such a bad rep in the media, especially black dads? Yes, black dads. Grooms, what you think? Uh, that's a complex answer, to be honest. Uh, I think there's a lot of answers for that. I think the main reason is that, that's a tough question to ask. Um, at the end of the day, I feel like somebody got to get blamed at the end of the day. And I think our culture on um, pretty much how it is now is what everybody sees. And that possibly could be because of social media. Um, so I think a lot of times they see the bad part of our culture and who we are and not the good part. And it could be also like, for me, I'm trying to, um, at the end of the day, like as men, we know when we do a good job, I think at the end of the day, we do like to get assurance from everyone, but we know when we do a good job. So I think we get a lot, a lot of bad, uh, rep for it because guys like us are really humble and we don't showcase enough how well of a job that we are doing. Um, so I think like a lot of situations that we're in, I think that we should be talking about it more often so that the positive side of who we are can be shown more than the negative side. Mm-hmm. So I struggle with that all the time. Like I never tell people, hey, hey, I had to go to court to be a single dad of a daughter and do this and do that. I never discuss it because I do like my private life. Um, I was raised to keep your business within your home. Uh, so that's something I struggle with. So I think uh, if we can kind of get out to 
our neighborhoods and our communities a lot more and tell our story, I think they will have no choice but to uh, hone in on the positive side of it. Mm. Uh, I think I think is I think it's kind of a complex answer, right? I feel like it's been a carryover. I'm just keep it a buck. We was trash in the '80s and '90s. Fathers was trash. Like when you think about it, most of the people you know, especially growing up in the '80s and the '90s, like. They, they really had no relationship with their father like that for real for real. and i think you know then you carry over into the 2000s because people in the 80s and the 90s are grown and they like nah we doing something different i think that you know we're doing a great job now but i think that the carry from the the 80s and 90s is something that they continue to run with you know mm-hmm. of how you know the fathers you know became absent um, and not taking care of their kids from that time frame. But I mean, the statistics show fathers are back in the houses now, especially black fathers anyways. Right. So mm-hmm. in the eighties and nineties, you're right. Yeah. They fell off big time, but now those statistics aren't the same. So I think, yeah. And, and it's easy to keep running with a narrative, right? We know mm-hmm. how that goes. You're just going to continue that narrative because yeah, it works for you. It works in your favor, but that's not the, that's not the truth. Yeah. And I, I think social media has such a huge influence on people that if you post it or if you say it, it's just facts. Like people just run with it. Even though, you know, my biggest thing is you you tell me 10 people that you know personally that this affects. If you could tell me that, then maybe I believe it. But most of the time you can't. So like if I if I look at 10 men that I know. And they have kids, they are very active in their children's lives. So I don't believe what social media is posting about black men not being in their kids' lives because it's not true. But social media is really pushing this narrative that black men are just not, they're still the same way that they have always been. And it's just not true. Also, too, like to hit on that, I think we don't hold each other accountable enough, like black fathers to other fathers that's absence i think a lot of times it comes from uh women but i think if we hold them accountable for their actions of them not being involved in their children's lives then i think it'll be better to us as well like i don't have friends that aren't involved in their kids lives i I won't be any i won't be friends with anybody that's not involved in their kids lives so i think if we can kind of develop a culture to hold them accountable in in, in some form or fashion i think it'll get better too as well That's a now that's a hundred percent facts. Yeah. And we also we also know um typical guys that's not in their kids' lives are repeat offenders. Like let's mm-hmm. be clear. They love sprinkling their seed around like you know it's fertilizer and uh they like sharing it. You know, typically that's just kind of how it goes. Um and you know that sucks, but most guys like you say that I know I'm I'm not gonna be friends with nobody that don't take care of their kids. In fact, I was um I was cool with a guy and um I didn't even know he had kids. <laughs> um you know, didn't know he had kids or anything. And I mean, we had been cool for like two years, never mentioned his kids, and somehow in conversation it came up, and I'm like, huh? Like you got kids, where they at? And he told me where they where they were. And I'm like, do you see him? Like, nah, I don't never see him. 
<laughs> what you do for him? Like, don't pay no child support, don't see him, nothing. I'm like, I don't get something like that, bro. Like, I can't even be cool with you no more. Like, wow. I'm, I can't because I can't I can't look you in your face uh-uh. and be okay with that. Like, I, I can't. So you you will hear from me all the time. Like, I, I can't rock with you. You don't take care of your kids at all. Yeah, like I got kids and I yeah, they there. I'm here. I'm cool, but he he gonna get married and have kids and probably be the best father to them. It's just crazy to me, but I, nah. I, I think you gotta pay attention to what's going on in your circle too, because social media is you know that's deceptive. That's like smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So you gotta pay attention to what's really going on in your real life. So like you just said, like, you know, if you're dealing with guys that ain't taking care of their kids and not a part of their kids' life, then that's your reality. You know, not social media. You understand what I'm saying? So I think you just got to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. So if you got kids and, you know, you're about that family life and having your your family and your kids stay together and stick together, you know, as much as you can, then you need to surround yourself with those type of individuals that are going to encourage you to do the same. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, each one teach one type of thing. Yeah. So I want to say this about the um. Well, I think it was the the rep is for the parents or the black dads. Which I'm pretty much disconnected from social media, unless it has something to do with pretty much with my children and sports, something like that. But but I I believe it's, it's black fathers are an easy target, mm-hmm. um, because of just the history of it. It's just an easy thing that you can just continue to ride, um. And then I also think on the other side of that is if if it if the truth is told, I believe it's it the fear of how empowering it will be to our, the community, to our people. I think that's a fear yeah. of of a lot of people, uh, maybe different systems or whatever. But I think that's also um, perhaps one of the factors as why that's going to continue to be pushed. Uh, they say that we're absent, because mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I mean I, I can. I know more fathers that are involved in their children's lives that aren't. And then the ones that, that are not as involved, it's because it's different circumstances they're fighting against what we talked about earlier. They, they're trying to be. Uh, but I don't know anybody that's just that's close to me or that I even associate with that is just flat out, hey, I'm not going to be a father. So I right. think that it's just, I think it's uh, empowering. So, you know, one way to, to, uh, to kind of be deceptive, you know, the smoke and mirrors is to continue to lie through the, these platforms to say, hey, you, you all are not this. So then uh, uh, I think people be like, well, I'm not by myself and so I'm, I'm okay. You know, but when more folks saw that they were really the uh, minority and not being around their children, I think they were pushing them like, hey, I need to do something with my, be around, be in my children. Like, not just buy into the lie that uh, saying that we're not present. That's a good point because even like a LeVar Ball, for example, he is always involved in his kids' lives and it's still not good enough. So at the end of the day, no matter how well we do, it's still not going to be good enough for society. So that's a good point. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I see much of a dad in the problem too. Like, like he said about LeVar Ball, you know what I'm saying? I was in California when all that stuff was happening. So like, I know what it's like to like stand up for your kids like that and everybody call you crazy. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like you could be like, all of a sudden now you too much of a dad. Huh. I don't know, like, you know, what do you do in that case? Uh, 
Yeah. Well, thank God LeVar didn't let up, though. He was like, he didn't care. He right. still be involved in... <laughs> Most of the bar ball was a terrible businessman, but a damn good father. <laughs> and I also think that it has to be a line drawn with the women. Adrian, you kind of alluded to it, but you didn't really say it. Um, with the women who are um, victims of these repeat offenders, with these men who spread their seeds, you know, frivolously. These women have to be held accountable because sometimes they are the one, the culprits that are pushing this narrative as well about these men not taking care of their kids, but you continuously having children by them. So we got to hold them accountable as well. Like why, if this man got seven, eight kids, why are you baby mama number six, seven, eight? Like, it doesn't make sense. It's not adding up. Yeah. And then they're pushing this narrative that men ain't this, they ain't that, they ain't doing this. No, sis, your, your decision making skills pretty off. <laughs> yeah, that that and just like Adrian said, you know, the guy he was talking about, he'll go and get married to somebody like to me, like having daughters and their dad wasn't involved in their life. Like, why would I date somebody else who's not involved in his children's life? I could have stayed with the man I had. I could have stayed with their daddy. <laughs> like, you just, I don't know what I don't understand. Yeah, that is just so unacceptable. To to even associate with the person who doesn't take care of their children. It's, it's just not, no, they ain't gonna work. Uh, right, all the NBA young boys, baby moms. Like this dude got 12 kids and he just sat on freaking a live podcast and said that he's not that into the fatherhood. He's not into it. What? You give yeah. a bad money, this will happen. Crazy mm. thing with that. They may be going a different direction, but again, some some women may feel like they could be the ones to be able to change that guy. It's like, oh, he's not, he's not going to treat me that way. But then they get the same treatment. I mean, I know, I know unfortunately, no women that has multiple, you know, guys, father, children that's, that's not around. It's like a continued cycle. That's so terrible. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. What, Adrian, what your boy Nate say? Just slanging that Birkinale around. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's no, we're mm -mm, not having that. That's too much. Mm -mm. So are there any traditions or habits that you feel are important to pass down to your children? And if so, why? I mean, I go first. Y'all, I mean, you saw my video I posted um, with the affirmations. Um, mm -hmm. I do that every day, you know, with my kids, you know, affirmations, just talk themselves up, man, build that pride in themselves. You know, I don't want nobody telling them, you know, their skin color is ugly or their hair is, you know, ugly, you know, that they not smart, that they not handsome and beautiful and, you know, that they not strong and they don't have, cur like, I'm instilling that in them now. So as they continue to grow older, it's, it's there, you know, I don't want them to have to think about it. What I learned is that I want it to be a muscle, right? It's a muscle that we're building. You know, you do it just because this is what you've been taught. This is how you grew up. That's how a lot of people operate. They do things just because this is how I learned. This is what I taught. So I'm teaching you how to believe in yourself. How do you see yourself where if somebody try to tell you something different is like, nah, you know, we're around the house and, and I'm proud because even, you know, my son, like I love my skin, you know, just out of nowhere. Right. Just 
Oh, or, you know, he might see somebody on TV and say the same thing, you know, um, and it, it just makes you proud because they get it. They understand, you know, they have a sense of pride in themselves. And that's not something that I necessarily grew up with. You know what I'm saying? It's something that came, you know, later. But I want them to have that. It's a muscle. We building that now. So can't nobody tell them that they ain't who they are. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's that's something that's extremely, you know, important to me. Um, and for us to hang out, you know, us to bond, spend time together, you know, kind of talk. I, I want to make sure that they feel comfortable, you know, kind of talking to me, you know, as they continue to get older and they going through some situations. Um, I didn't. Uh, quick story. And then I let somebody else get it. Um, I remember the first time I had a wet dream. And um I wasn't ready. Had no one to talk to. I didn't, you know, I wasn't I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what it was. I was about 10 years old. I wasn't ready. I thought I peed on myself. This is real as a father. Um, I thought I peed on myself and I went into the bathroom and you know, I'm touching myself like I'm like, well, I don't feel on the outside of my clothes that I peed on myself. So of course I go into the bathroom. I have this big blob in my underwear and I have absolutely nothing. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. And, you know, I just cleaned myself up and uh, went back, got in the bed. It would have been awesome to have someone to talk to about that, of what happened. Um, You know, of course, it wasn't until maybe three, four years later that I understood what it was. But I didn't have anyone to talk to about that. So I just, yeah, I just played it off, threw, threw it in the hamper, and, and went back to bed. Boys are I so like to be able to talk to me. In fact, I'm going to initiate that probably when he's about nine years old of saying, hey, you're going to probably uh, wake up in the middle of the night one day <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're going to think you peed on yourself, but you didn't. When that happened, come talk to me. Let's let's have a conversation because you looking like that. But the fact of the matter is, at that point, I could have kids. At that point, I can produce kids. My soldiers are marching, and I had no one to talk to, and I didn't have no clue what happened in that moment. So just to say, if I was one of those kids that was ready to have sex. I didn't know. Oh God! So, so glad my son didn't have that conversation with me. Oh, <laughs> Over communication. Give me the period. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the period conversation any day. Over that. <laughs> Just saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all been there, but I, that's that's what happened to me. Hey, 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 that was a real Channing Crowder pivot moment. Oh my god! <laughs> just random, but hey, nah. Hey, but, but hey, but nah. It's, it, hey, but you know what though? I mean, I think you do have to have that conversation about sex with your kids for sure, younger and younger. You yeah. know, I start I start having it with mine, like you said, elementary school. You have to because it's it's real now. You know, they got the internet. We didn't have that. You know, you had to sneak in another room and get a VCR tape. You know, my day. Now, you know, it's logging to your phone. Exactly. 
You know what I'm saying? So all that hiding and acting like uh, ain't nothing happening, it, it, it's happening even if you don't know it's happening. You see what I'm saying? Because they their peers are showing them, and it's, it's happening at school, and it's real. Mm-hmm. They showing each other that you know. Yeah, it's real, man. These kids growing up real fast. Um, yeah. yeah, they doing a whole lot. They doing a whole lot, and then even with this, uh, you know, this whole agenda they got, they pushing on these kids, man. You know. Uh, I hear in California, they got, you know, when you filling out the forms at school, they got cisgender and no pronouns. And this at school for your child to fill out them. So, you know, you got to be talking to your kid early about what they are, who they are, you know, like, you know, all that. You got to talk about that early. You can't play around, you know, you can't play around that. So it's a real conversation that has to be had because everything is being sped up. I am a boy, Damon. Man, you got it. You got. You got to talk about just like that. You got to talk early. Oh, yeah. This is too much. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's all in their phone. All these phones that that, that oh, they were giving them, and these tablets and these iPads is all up in there. Them little games they be playing. They ain't just no little games. Yeah, TikTok. I mean, all of them got TikTok. Roblox. They be in there with their little lives and stuff. Doing some all that. And them animes be off the hook too. Yeah. Oh. Right. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, it's serious, man. Your kid be listening to, you know, NBA Young Boy. You ain't even thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? They they just cussing like crazy. You don't even, you don't even know they cussing like that. They going crazy now. Early. That and they get on that game, boy. You hear? I'll be in my son room. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. I'm embarrassed yeah. you in front of these people. Hey, look, and they don't even play the video game like we did. They play the video game online with complete strangers. You don't know half the people your kids talking to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, we don't listen to no rap around here. Yeah, not around here either. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'll, I'll attempt to reel this back in, Mr. Adrian. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Brian, we appreciate you. <laughs> but as far as traditions and the habits, uh, on top of, you know, the, the affirmations, uh, I feel like now being intentional about, you know, being conscious of money and being conscious of um, not only the affirmations, but, you know, the, the express the gratitude and the, even the, the communication, but to, to like, even me being, becoming, looking to walk away from this fire department, becoming an entrepreneur, like, like you can, you can, you can very well create the life that you desire doing what it is that you love and like really trying to instill in them and encouraging them and help to cultivate their gifts so that they can start to move or start to create businesses um, around what it is that they love and enjoy doing. So like, that's what I'm trying to encourage them to do like now, like, what do you want to do? Like, you know, we can figure this out. Like we can come up with a product, you know what I mean? Like, and start to create the additional streams of income i think that you know for the longest time it's like and i know that i mean growing up as a jack of all trades my dad taught me a number of things of watching and and doing and changing tires brakes rotors all types of stuff and cutting trees like whatever it is like i know i can make a dollar um but i know that we're able to do so much more with with our minds and I want to start to cultivate in them the to knowing that their mind is a lot has a lot more strength than their body will ever have. Um, but to create create the thing is, and I think the biggest thing for me is like understanding money and money management and uh, starting to put the money 
putting your money to work for you. Um, because I think that, you know, as especially as the black community, we we never really get the the true education of money. Like we don't learn until credit until it's bad. <laughs> until you know, we, it was like it's too late. Now it's like you know, now I gotta go to the credit repair or you know, before you know, I, I know I'm not sure how old you all are. You know, I, I had a whole bunch. Of, I had the, the CDs. They kept sending me CDs, and next thing you know, my credit's bad. You, you know, y'all y'all subscribe to that thing. Y'all got on the unlimited CDs. <laughs> 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 but you know you, you didn't know it's like oh you, you ain't really got the money for it but now i got this this dope cd collection now my credit bad uh because i ain't paid i ain't paid for none of them um but yeah but to just be conscious of of money and the money game and and teaching them about money and not even just teaching them about money because i don't want to sound like this is because uh, money isn't everything but but to teach them those things in which I didn't learn until like I would say later in life, you know, beyond high school and in the college, even even not understanding it then. Uh, but to start to instill those things in them now so that it becomes second nature, like a muscle, just like having gratitude, having uh, expressing your, your affirmations on a daily basis. And it's not as daunting when you get to that that age and, you know, you need to buy a house or you need to, you know do whatever with you, with your money, with your credit. So I think that's, those are traditions that, that I'm intentional about um, moving forward with, with my kids. What about you, Eric? Uh, same, same thing. Um, a lot of the same things. Um, I think one, one thing that I did do, um, and then as part of my plan with my rest of my children, uh, we don't really do birthday parties, but my son, my oldest son, at what is 16, and not just because of the, the age of 16, but uh, we had a gathering, and I have you no, know, just brought some people together um, as like one big the community affirmation at that time, as far as just seeing that he was in a spot, as far as just being more mature. Uh, so just, uh, I guess kind of like in a sense, like a bar mitzvah in a sense, but not, not really trying to take the the whole uh, tradition from you know, how how it was done in the, the Jewish community. But uh, something that I know that at our community, as far as in my life, uh, not having anybody around to tell you and to kind of show you who you are, um, and just really bring the family and the community together to celebrate you as a as a young person. Um, so that's something I started with my, my oldest son. And that's something I plan on doing with my other children too, but you know, not necessarily at a particular, at the same age, but it's just at that point when you see that they are, the, the maturity of them kind of changing from a, a young person to being, uh, well, being from a young uh, kid to being more so a responsible young person. Um, and and that, at 16, that was just for him, uh, <clears throat> something that I wanted to do to kind of solidify and help him see you know, who he was and also to see the, the amount of people that he really had in his corner uh, that was rooting for him uh, to, to be successful and the, and the resources he had around him to be successful. Okay. Yes, that's interesting because we have like the sweet 16 for girls, but we don't really have anything for boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So that, when you get, look at our community, our young men don't. I mean, what do our young men get recognized for? 
Nothing but sports and jail. Nothing but sports. Yeah. That's and then, it. And then we wait, you know, graduation whenever that finally do, does get there. But outside of that, like our young men are not, they're not propped up and they're really told and, and made to feel good about who they are until they achieve some you know, great feat or something like that. Yeah, that's true. And I just wanted that to be different, you know, for, for, for my young young my young men. Good job. Groves, did you go yet? Nah, I didn't go. Uh, I think for me specifically, because I do have two girls, um, traditions for me is standards. Like, um, always showing respect. I have to watch how I talk to them. Um, because at the end of the day, I know that um, if I want them to be with somebody with standards, I have to showcase that myself. So opening the doors, um, uh, saying, yes, ma'am, I do that to my girls. Hey, yes, ma'am. Uh, just because I want them to have those standards and have the expectation that they need to be treated as such too as well. Um, and foundation is something that we always talk about too. Uh, a lot of times these younger, the younger generation, they're real, they're, they'll take risks and they really not scared of anything. Uh, <laughs> so I think having a foundation um, is something that need to be preached about. That's what we talk about. So it's telling them, Hey, it's okay to have a nine to five. You may not be ready to have a business. Maybe you need to have a nine to five before you open your business. But um with the way the world is going, I, I, we talk about that often. Um, so um, just being the example um, as a father, because um, I can't expect her to be with somebody and then I'm not showcasing it. So that's the main thing for me is uh, making sure we have standards, watching what I do. Um, and then kind of being creative in a, in a sense too. So I know like for us, every once in a while, I'd be like, hey, everybody get your mattresses. Let's let's go in the front room, grab your mattress. We And we're going to go in the front room watching movies all night. You know, um, just kind of doing things like that, um, I think is really important. So just being creative, shooting Nerf guns, having fun, uh, even though you're not supposed to shoot them at each other, but hey, we'd be doing it anything anyways, popping them off. So um, I think all that's just important, but I think each family should have their own tradition that's unique mm -hmm. to themselves. And that way they can keep what they do within their household. So I think it's important. I agree. Drina? Um, as far as with my girls, just a lot of like the family tradition, always uh, being mindful to show them you take care of the people that take care of you. <clears throat> um, and also, even when doing that, like you got to make sure you're not pouring from an empty cup. So you always got to take care of yourself because um, you can't, you're not any good to any other people if you aren't whole yourself. Um, and just trying to always remind them to be a friend that, that other people, be the friend that they would want to have to other people. Absolutely. That's what I try to teach. Uh, for me, um, because I do have two nonprofits, I make sure that my kids are involved in the events that I do. Um, so they're always either near me or close to me when I'm planning them or at the events. Um, we're giving out the winter coats and the free meals and all that stuff to the community or when we're giving out the book bag, school supplies and all that stuff to the community. I want to make sure they're always giving back. Um, that is really important to show that that could be us, that the tables could turn and one day it could be our feet. So I just want them to see how grateful they should be for the position that we are in and they don't ever take it for granted. 
Um, and then another thing, because like I mentioned earlier, um, some of the things that my daughter was going through, um, trying to just navigate some stuff. And we went through therapy together to overcome some of those things. And one thing that she requested that we do every year, which we have been doing it every year since she asked, we go on a family trip, just me, her and her brother. We go on a trip together every year, wherever they choose to, to go, that's where we go. And we spend a few days together, just us bonding as a family every single year. So those are mine. Um, I think that was um, the last question I had. So this part of the show is where we allow you guys to tell us what you got going on, coming up, um, anything you want to promote, if you want to promote social media, or anything that you might want to let people know. Um, you know, and we just appreciate you for coming on the show. So um, we will start with uh, Mr. Roundtree. Do you have anything coming up you want to tell the people? Oh, thank you on yes, 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 yes. Uh, what do I have coming up? Um, so, uh, like I expressed before, I am in the process of, you know, leaving the fire department. Um, but I am a creative videographer, photographer. Oh. Um, I help entrepreneurs, small businesses to create, share, monetize, dope ideas, products, services, and create courses. Um, just looking to connect with other, you know, creatives. Um, entrepreneurs, small businesses, people that are looking to show up in the online space, people that are looking to expand their businesses. Um, as I know, especially for, I would say, us um, and being millennials and Generation X, we are, I feel like we, we missed a lot. You know, not that we missed a lot, but we came in and it was like the beginning stages. But as you are born into these things, like it is that much easier. And I feel like we don't <laughs> it doesn't translate the way that we think that it translates um, as far as like what we post online. And these 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 younger generations are getting money online. And it's like I, I feel as though my business allows um is the missing piece for a lot of a lot of these businesses. So as far as what I have coming up, uh, I will my website will be launched uh, within I would say let's say two weeks. Um, but I am running a marketing campaign for my for my for my brand. Uh, it's RoundtreeBranding.com, um, and again I'll be offering things such as podcasting, um, brand content days uh, for if it's real estate agents, lawyers, uh, anybody that needs to create content uh, to grow their business. Um, yes, that's that's what I do. And I can't I can't wait to be able to just walk out of that fire department one morning and never return. <laughs> and not that I don't love firefighting. It's just I've seen what I need to see um, is it's definitely not for the faint of heart. It, um, yeah, it's, it's you just if you think if you can think about it, if the police don't respond to it, the firefighters do, you know. So, any all medical calls, fires, uh, it's broken waters, you know, water lines, and like cats in the tree, we respond to it all. And, uh, mainly, I think what being a firefighter showed me was, uh, the appreciation of life, um, seeing people in their worst moments, 
but also um, transporting people like to the hospital and like people that are like, let's say 50 years old. And it's like their health is like, yeah, is, 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 is bad. And it's like, I, I, I don't want to end up like this. So, you know, making sure I take care of my physical fitness, uh, but I'm making sure that I'm, I'm appreciative. And I, I let, like I said, I level my kids all the time, just so they know, you know, if, you know, God forbid, you know, I don't make it home. They know that dad loves them, you know, and I've, I've given them everything that I could while I was here. So, yep. Ryan Roundtree, also known as Tree the Creator on all social media platforms. That's Tree underscore, no, Tree dot the dot creator on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. What you got, uh, Eric? Hey, Eric didn't have anything. Eric doesn't have anything going on, so yeah. I mean, nothing outside of just you no know, being a father, but I don't have any. I don't have uh, nothing to promote, nothing to put out. There. Okay, well, we appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. What you got, uh, grooms? Uh, I don't have anything to promote. I would say for me, um, me being a drill sergeant, MTI. Um, everybody always think I got COVID. I'm sick all the time. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like uh, my brother over here. I'm ready to kind of wrap it up too as well. I'm tired of dealing with everybody, bad kids, and having to be a counselor. Um, so for me, um, I'm I'm giving the rest of my time uh, just doing whatever I got to do for myself. I think my life is so structured that I'm starting to become a person that just do whatever it is I want to do within the moment. Um, so to be honest, I don't have a plan. It's the first time in life that I don't, and it feels real good not to have a plan. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm just taking every day how it is. If I make a, I might make a, I may make the, the big plans and the, have the greatest idea, and I probably won't even show up for it. And um, that's where I'm at in life, and I'm okay with that. So I'm just taking each day um, by each day, taking care of my health, going to the gym, um, doing it for myself. <clears throat> at one point in time, I did want to compete, but. Um, I think I'm just doing it for me, and that's where I'm at with my life. So, uh, no plans, nothing really to promote. I'm just ready to go ahead and call this quits so I can stop sounding like I'm sick. <laughs> Come it. to the good side of life. Yes, yes. <laughs> what you got, Coach Bam? Um, I mean, I don't have very much either. The same, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like uh, beating the old drum, same thing, you know. Um, you know, my Instagram is that Coach Bam underscore. Um, and, uh, you know, my nonprofit uh, is uh, on Instagram is that Blackout Youth Sports. Uh, you know, shout out to uh, Adrian and Dee, Dee uh for inviting me on. You know, uh, I'm not, I don't know the other young lady's name. I don't want to be rude. But, uh, you know, we, 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 we are Air Force brethren, you know. So, uh, I, you know, I appreciate y'all for inviting me on. And, you know, you know, God first, you know what I'm saying? Just keep pushing. Hey. And that's Dream a Dream. Dream a dream. Dream a dream. What you got, dream a dream? Um, I am just uh transitioning to the new year. Well, really, I'm celebrating Mardi Gras every weekend. I've been to a ball every weekend. <laughs> Up until uh the date comes. It's February 12th, I think. But anyway, um, I just want to say to all the fathers that came on, we appreciate you. Thank you for showing up. 
and mm -hmm. answering these questions. I think it was a great conversation. I had a great relationship with my dad growing up. And the, I think the biggest thing I got from him was my love for people, my love for music and just him being there. Like those are the best memories. So nothing extra. He didn't do anything really extraordinary. He was just there. And he just showed me like how good life can be if you could just enjoy the moment. So I just want to pass it on to y'all. You don't have to be the best dad, do the best things in the world. Just being there means a lot. So yeah, that's all I got. AD? Uh, yeah, what I got going on. So of course, um, you know, coaching, corrupting minds on the career development. Um, so I have that going on. Um, also, I did a interview with the Super Connector. So one of the big elements that I have um, that I teach in career development is networking. So I just did an interview with a guy that's really big in the networking space, and um, I'll be posting that interview soon. So definitely, definitely pay attention because interviewing—I mean, interviewing—networking um, is is really huge when it comes to you trying to you know, develop your career. You need to meet people. You need to talk to people and develop relationships. So I'll be posting that. Um, other than that, man, that's, that's, that's really it. Yeah. You know, I, I brought in my, my YouTube back. Um, I stopped playing finally started, you know, recorded content. You know, I had to wake up super early to do this because my kids don't let me do nothing, but I figured um, I really want to do it. So um, I have to do it. But yeah, so I've you know started that, and then what I'll be doing is definitely um, posting interviews on career development, and I have some people, you know, senior executives in the space speaking and talking about you know their journey, and I always tie to one of the key elements that I have in my guide for career development. You know, holla at your boy if you need that. Okay. Um, so you know, tomorrow I record the uh, well Thursday we will have the Core Queen podcast. It goes live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's my in-person podcast. Um, and I finally got DJ Puff to come back. If you don't know who DJ Puff is, his sister is Asia Wilson. She plays with WNBA. Um, he's been on Queen's Court, he's been on other reality shows, he's one of the biggest DJs in South Carolina. Um, he actually DJs for the uh, South Carolina women's basketball team, coaches Dawn Staley. So he's a pretty big deal. So he'll be on my podcast on Thursday. So y'all tune in to the Core Queen podcast every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube and Facebook. Um, also, I have my daughter's baby shower coming up on February 4th. So I'm excited about that. Y'all know I'm excited about my grandbaby coming. So. Um, and then I would like to give a shout out personally, in person, face to face, whatever we are right now. First of all, to the Iron Woe Media Group, um, Woe himself, Dwayne Sutton, he just, him, Drina, Adrian, when I say these people showed up for me last week, when I had to do one of the hardest things, I ain't going to say one of, the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life, and I'm going to try not to cry. Um, and that was to bury my grandma. And she was like my mom. Well, I ain't gonna say like, she was my mom. She raised me. Um, she was my hero. She was everything to me. And when I tell you these people showed up for me in every single way that you could imagine last week, they held me down. They held me down, y'all. Um, it is a journey that I'm going through right now. It's a new normal that I'm going through right now. That was my girl. My nonprofit was named after my grandma. 
she was everything to me. So I want to just tell y'all right now how much I appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart for standing in the gap for me and just being there for me. And what what I will say, oh, and look, Erica, my, my best friend was at the um, repast. She's at the funeral. She's always there with me. That cake that y'all sent, let me tell y'all, they got to fight over that cake. You hear me? Her folk was mad they didn't get a piece of that cake. It was so good. So that was a, a great surprise. Um, and I will tell y'all that the last week literally separated the people in my life. It's some people that fell off and I probably won't never talk to them again. And there's some people that stepped up in a way that I just never would have imagined y'all stepped up. So I appreciate y'all for that. Um, seriously. Um, I am World Media Group. Y'all killed the dag on program for my grandma's service. Everybody's like, you got another one. You got another one. You got another one. Everybody wanted one. So they did a great job. Eight pages of just straight love. It was a masterpiece. And every part of my grandma's life was put into, poured into that program. So I appreciate y'all. Um, and just letting y'all know I love y'all seriously for real. Thank y'all. We love my, you, Dee. My sister said thank you because she was my grandmother's caregiver up until her final day. So thank y'all. Um, for my guests that came on the show tonight, we appreciate y'all for coming and sharing your stories. You guys are necessary. We need this in the airwaves. We need this on social media. People need to hear these stories because for some reason, somebody lied and said that y'all ain't shit, but I'm here to tell y'all, y'all are the shit. We need y'all. Y'all are important. Y'all are valuable. You are the most important people on the planet. That is the black man. I don't care what nobody try to tell y'all or try to convince y'all otherwise. Without y'all, we ain't nothing. So y'all keep doing what y'all doing. Keep setting the example. Keep being the example. And keep pouring into them babies because they're going to pour into the next babies and the next babies. And we're going to finally get rid of that stigma of black men not being shit because y'all are the shit. And we'll catch y'all next week. We out. Drina, where the dad go? Oh, do I got to hit it? I started it, so I got to... I made, it I made it through. <laughs> Ryan, yeah, we had to connect, man.